Hello, my name is Louise Romulan and this is my new podcast. I am a comedian and I am embarking on my first tour in nearly three years. What? Um, so we've had the pandemic. What a year it's been for everybody. I hope if you are listening to this that you are safe, warm, fed and watered. Um, thank you for joining me. So I wanted to document me going back out on tour. I am 39 years old and I do have a child. She is called a Bernie's Mountain Dog, all 55 kilos of her. Her name is Bernie. If you can hear heavy breathing in the background, that's Bernie. And I'm taking my new stand-up show on tour. It's called God is a Woman and it's my first tour back since the pandemic and it feels amazing to be working again. And then somebody said to me, why don't you record the behind the scenes of going on tour? And I thought, but it's surely that's really boring, like nobody cares. Like But some of you might care and but the majority of you probably won't, and that's fine with me. So what I've done is I've recorded me being out on the road. So it's a bit of a hot mess. It's just put together with a load of voice notes. Some of it might make sense, some of it won't, but I'm recording as much as I can and putting together and then hopefully you guys can piece together the narrative. If you are not aware of my work, I'm going to talk about how I started in a brief intro and some of my background and my work, but you've probably heard that all before if you are a fan of my work. So if you are a fan, feel free to skip to episode two. Otherwise, here's a bit more background on everything. So my tour was meant to kick off over a week ago. I was meant to go to Belfast, but I got that annoying non-COVID cold. Have you had that non-COVID cold? It's just a cold, but it's not a cold. It's like a hardcore cold. It's like, you know, like the iPhone 13 Pro of colds. Like this is a hardcore cold. Um, so I had to pull a few dates. And so my first official date was in Newcastle. So let me give you some background. I have previously hated touring. I thought touring would be fun. I thought touring would be glamorous. I thought it'd be exciting. I thought it'd be sexy. I thought it'd be going out every night, hanging out in bars, drinking cosmopolitans, having a wonderful time, getting standing ovations every night of the week and making loads of money. And actually what happens is you just get very, very stressed. You end up with a chest infection. You go home to bed early and sleep in a flea infested mattress in the cheaper travel, cheapest travel lodge that you can find. Um, and and that, my friends, is the glamorous rock and roll lifestyle of being a comedian. Yes, yes, welcome to the show. So I previously toured before. I toured with a show called What Would Beyonce Do? And I remember that show was such a party anthemic show. And you know, sometimes you end up in venues that you go, wow, this is incredible. I'm having the night of my life. I could literally take a picture and a snapshot right now. And I've had so many shows like that. I had one of them in Glasgow, in Newcastle, in Liverpool, in London, in Belfast, where you just take a snapshot and you go, wow, this is what I do it for. The feedback from the crowd, the love in the room, the atmosphere, how electric it is, how the jokes are all landing, everyone's loving it and having a wonderful time. And you have a great show. And then there's some shows that you go, why didn't I just get a job in recruitment? And I remember once on Beyonce, what would Beyonce do, which is a really party anthemic show. I took it to Kendall. And it was like an old people's home. You know that scene in Sister Act 2 where they take all the kids to the old people's home and they have to sing a song and they're like, what, we're too cool for this. And then they're amazing and they and they love it. It was like that. I remember going to Kendall playing to about 20, you know, 70 plus your old grandparents and I said this show's called what Beyonce do uh, give me a cheer if you like Beyonce and they're like Beyonce oh I know Beyonce she's a singer off YouTube 
and it was probably uh, the most horrific, hilarious death I've ever had of a show to be gyrating in my sparkly top and my black and white pants for the best part of 75 minutes. And it was character building, that's all I can say. It was character building. Um, and since then, I've toured several times. I toured with What Beyonce Do. A second show was called Am I Right, Ladies, which I've got a thigh gap clip. It's online. And I performed that clip in Australia. I was part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Gala, which is a really prestigious thing to get. And I had to a five minute set and I thought, do you know what, I'll just do a bit where I take my trousers down because audiences seem to love that. And on the night, the gag didn't really land that well. It was fine. I've got my pants around my ankles. This is so humiliating. And it's even worse when people don't laugh. Like that's when it's really bad and really poor. And I um I did that joke and it went out online. And that joke is now altogether just shy of 50 million views, which is pretty iconic, I think. That's pretty mad that nearly 50 million people have seen my pants. You know, hey, a girl's got to get it where she can. And then my third show was meant to be called Famous with a Baby, um, but it didn't quite work out that way. My mum that I'm very close to passed away very suddenly and I did a show called Politics for Bitches, which is all about how... Uh, breaking down politics and making it accessible because I think a big part of politics is that it's not accessible so I wanted to write a show just to be like actually you matter like your money matters and who you vote for matters and your life is worth fighting for and actually the system that we think is there that we pay into with taxes what happens when it's not there to catch you when you need it and that was kind of a call to arms show. And as long as you're paying tax boo that is our money. You know how now like the Queen is using her private money to apparently fund Prince Andrew's rape allegations in the US. That money, that is our money that we pay into a pot. And as long as we're paying into a pot, then we've got a right to know where that money is. All that money's gone on PPE, all that money's gone everywhere. That's our money. And that show is kind of about that, but with jokes in. I mean, what's funny about that? So much. Oh, the hilarity on shoes. So that was politics. And I found that show incredibly cathartic and beautiful and a privilege to do it was amazing to be able to do a show about cancer about euthanasia about cannabis oil about politics and it was a show that was really well received and critically acclaimed and audiences could identify with it and they loved it and I loved doing it but after two years of doing it I ended up burnt out if you don't know what burnout is it basically is you come to a place where nothing in your work satisfies you and you find it incredibly difficult to keep going no matter how hard you've worked you just feel like you've done your best you've given everything and you give up you just feel resentful and tired and you just want to stop because you're slowly going mad and that's how I felt after doing those shows and I lost the love for touring and I was worried for a while that I wouldn't get it back and you know what's amazing about life sometimes my friend is that something that you love, it always comes back. It always comes back. Like a boy that they give you up in 1997 and then three years later when they see the upgrade, they suddenly text you back. They always come back. Sometimes they even come back as your gay best friend and that's the most beautiful comeback of all, isn't it? So I was worried that I'd lost my love for touring and then the pandemic happened. And I was in a really privileged position where I was able to just take time off and heal and take some time out to grieve and heal properly and to reflect on the last two years of my life and how it had completely changed and that was unrecognisable to me. And burnout is something that takes a long time to recover from and I was very fortunate that I was able to do that at my house in Birmingham with my giant dog, Bernie. 
And it's funny how once you start taking care of yourself and looking after yourself, and I'm talking back to basics, like I'm not even talking about, oh, going out, getting a manicure and a hair done every day. I'm talking about why don't you just set an alarm and get up at the same time every day? Why don't you try and go to bed at a consistent hour? Why don't you try and eat something that is not microwaved just for one of the meals a week? Just one a week, mate, not even one a day, one a week. Why don't you try and move your body? Just move it a little bit. Go for a walk, spend time in nature. Call friends, spend time with my sister. And that was so nourishing for my soul to just strip everything back and take away the, all the idea and the energy of performing and just to come back to being centered. And sorry to be one of those wankers, keeping a journal. What? Don't worry, it's not a gratitude one. It's the opposite of a gratitude one. It's a moaning McMonison one. <laughs> and it's a gratitude one. It is actually very thankful because things have been very 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 kind to me I've been very lucky like the sun was shining I had I've got a south facing garden the sun was on my butt I got a nice brown bum no tan lines and no houses look over me so I was very happy I mean they do look over me but it's fine because I pick an angle in the garden where they can't see anyway that's not the point the point is I had the sun shining on me in lockdown I was very fortunate because a lot of people weren't in that position I felt very very lucky and I'm aware all too aware having been in a position which has been horrific and that's what something that I would advise if you are lost, if you are grieving, whatever your instinct is telling you to do, take it and grab it. That's what you need to do. If it's telling you to buy a giant fucking Bernie's Mountain Dog, go buy a giant Bernie's Mountain Dog. Just make sure you hold on to it, look after it. Uh, if it's telling you that you want to start swimming, do it. If it's telling you you want to start bodybuilding, do it. Just whatever your instinct is going, do you know what? I'm going to do something so out of character and I'm just going to go for it. As long as it's not like, you know, hurting somebody. Just don't hurt somebody or yourself. But if it's something like I want to start up a marshmallow company, mate, you'd make the best fucking marshmallows. Go for it. That's what you need to do. And so now I'm here and it's been 18 months of not working. And so when lockdown ended in July of 2021, my good friend Mark at Top Secret was like, come and do a five minute spot. And I thought, you know what? I don't know if I can do some comedy still. I mean, I loved comedy and I used to make my heart sing, but... It made me sick last time. I don't know if I can do that. And do you know what happened? I went down and did a five-minute spot and I thought, who the fuck are you kidding? You fucking love this, you knobhead. And I loved every second of it. And ever since then, I've been gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging on the comedy scene. And I've been doing five and ten-minute spots in comedy clubs where you get up and you just either do material, which is where jokes that you've just written on the spot, or you do old material, and I found myself doing old material and classic jokes, jokes about having a thigh gap, jokes about washing your willy, and it was so much fun to do, and I've forgotten how much I loved it. I love it so much. There is nothing like the live scene and the live circuit and getting up in front of an audience where beforehand you are literally wetting your pants going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? The adrenaline fills your body. You get up on stage, grab that microphone, the light is in your face and you're blinded. You can't see the audience and you start talking. And after lockdown, audiences have been incredible. They have been wild. We have had some wild horses in the room. Audiences want to get involved. Before you used to do a joke and they wouldn't say anything. And now you do a joke and they are willing to tell you how they feel about that material and it is an exciting time for comedy so I am now embarking on a tour which is where you do a solo show and I do a solo show and this show is called God is a Woman because she is. I will be taking it on 24 dates up and down the country from October till December 2021. I'm visiting some of my favourite places and visiting some places I've never been to before. If you want to see my tour dates if you'd like to come along to see a show then you can find all that information on my website 
louisaomiland.com. And I would highly suggest you join me on Instagram because I will be posting a lot of the pictures that I talk about. So you'll be able to get some visuals for the sound effects over on my Instagram, also at louisaomiland. Thank you for joining me and embarking on this journey. Moving forward, it will be a collection of voice notes and some bits and bobs from me. And it will be a mess, but who doesn't love a good mess? Hello. Enjoy the show. Thank you.